If you're over 40 and you've been struggling to lose weight for a while, I am so excited to tell you about a program I've created specifically for you. It's called Weight Loss for Real Women, and I created it specifically for busy moms and professionals who just want to feel good in their bodies and have a consistent, healthy lifestyle, but keep struggling with losing and gaining weight over and over again. And trust me, as a single mom, working full-time. I totally get it. You're exhausted both physically and mentally. Your body's changing and you feel like a failure because you've tried this so many times before. And I'm going to teach you a whole new weight loss approach that I specifically designed for you and your body and your busy lifestyle. I've made it simple and practical, and it's not restrictive. So I promise it is totally doable for the rest of your life. Weight loss for real women is opening soon. So if you want to be the first to know when enrollment opens, get on my waiting list using the link in the show notes or by going to sarahhaaswellness.com. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Boss Body, the podcast where successful women learn how to lose weight and get healthy in a way they can live forever. If you're successful in so many areas of your life, but can't seem to give yourself the same care and compassion you show everyone else, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah Haas, women's weight loss and body love coach, and I'm here to help you create the light, joyful, energetic life you deserve. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boss Body Podcast. Once again, this is Sarah Haas. I'm so happy that you are here. And I am really happy to introduce my guest today, Holly Long. Holly has a really inspirational story um, about some obstacles in her life that she has had to overcome and continues to have to work with. And just the fact that she is determined to be healthy and to be well. And even though she is dealing with a lot, she is continuing with her journey on that path. And I think that's going to be very inspirational to a lot of you. So Holly, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Um, you know, when you told me your story, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is so important for people to hear. Cause I know there are a lot of people out there who struggle to keep themselves healthy. You know, they're struggling to eat well, they're struggling to get their exercise in and we're busy, we're working, you know, we're in school, we have kids. And then if also, if you have some type of injury or disability or something else on top of all that, it seems like it's almost impossible. So I wanted you to tell us a little bit about your story and your history. First of all, you're young, correct? How old are you? Yes, I am 27. Okay. 27. So to to me, that's very young. (laughs) I just turned 50. So 27, that's you're a baby. Okay. So kind of take us, take me back and, and tell me about your life and, and the things that have occurred for you. So, um, well, I grew up in Maryland. I was really active kid. I played a lot of sports, did a lot of everything active. I could, um, you know, I've been a little overweight my whole life. Just, I think 
genetics really um, set me up to be a little bit overweight, which, you know, that plays into it. But um, then I did my undergrad and my master's in special education. And now I'm currently in my PhD in special education. Um, but my story kind of starts more when I was in my master's program, I was working in a classroom for students that engage in high rates of aggression and self-injury. And I won't go too far into detail, but I ended up getting um, several uh, concussions, which resulted in a mild traumatic brain injury while I was in those classrooms. Wow. Um, that is just incredible. And how old were you? Early 20s? Um, yeah, 24, 20, mm -hmm. 23 or 24. Mm -hmm. um, so young and, you know, it just happened all of a sudden. And, you know, my life kind of changed forever from there. I'm no longer allowed to work in those classrooms. And, um, there's just a lot that it's impacted mm -hmm. in my life. Um, and so right after the concussions, I didn't get like the medical care that I probably should have received. I continued to go back to the classrooms when I shouldn't have. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard when you get a head injury because you shouldn't be making decisions because your brain is not functioning properly. Right. But, it's almost like you're not supposed to sign any important papers or sell your house or right. anything like and it's kind even, of like, and even like making the decision to go to the emergency room and get checked to see if you have a head injury mm -hmm. is so hard. So, um, because you, you don't really know what's going yeah. on and you so can't think straight partly. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. Really and so scary. that, that kind of, yeah, it's, it's really terrifying looking back, knowing that I probably should have been seen by a doctor probably a week earlier than I was. Just the um, fact that you weren't seen by a doctor immediately is amazing to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so you saw a doctor a week later and you found out you had these concussions. Um, and they basically put me on bed rest, which now looking into research, you're not supposed to rest as much as they used to tell you, you are staying active and continuing to continuing some activity helps the brain to heal. And so, um, I've been really interested in looking into all the research on head injuries now because it happened to me, but, um, you know, I was in bed for months. I was so tired. I was had constant headaches and nausea and my balance was off. My vision was off. I like wasn't allowed to drive. I couldn't go anywhere. Wow. I pretty much needed to be supervised at all times. So I didn't like burn my house down or something. Um, that's such then, a shift from what you were used to. You were so independent and active and working exactly. and it's like a one eight. Yeah, it, it was really hard. You know, I was doing high intensity workouts, you know, four times a week or so. And the classroom that I was working in was really high intensity. We were always go, go, go. And all of a sudden I was in bed. Um, I didn't get, like I said, I didn't get the medical care I probably needed. I was currently seeing a neurologist for migraines. And so they did what they could just because I was a current patient already. Um, and I really, their care was putting me on a bunch of medicines. Um, I was on a, a couple of different medicines that ended up causing that mixed with my, you know, sedentary lifestyle at the time. Uh, really, I gained about 60 pounds pretty quickly, wow. um, which then came with its whole side effects. You know, by, by this time last year, I had, you know, I was at risk for diabetes. I was on 
medicine for blood, my blood pressure, um, all kinds of things that my, you know, I have family risk of, mm-hmm. you know, heart disease and high blood pressure and diabetes. And so that just really scared me. And um, what were the doctors saying at this point about all that? Um, so, you know, my, my neurologists and things based Basically, they said like these medicines are stopping your headaches. And if you kind of, it kind of became a, do you want to lose weight and be healthy? Or do you want to, and, and have headaches all the time? Or do you want those symptoms to stop? And it really felt like I had to choose one or the other. I couldn't yeah. have a healthy lifestyle, but also have my symptoms under control. That's terrible. What a and, choice to have to make. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And that was kind of my daily battle was like, do I like, which one do I choose? And is there a way to have both? And I think then that's kind of where the mental health challenges also played a big role. So after the concussions, I developed anxiety and depression and PTSD from the head injuries. And that just added a whole nother layer to it. I was having really terrible food aversions. I think the only thing I ate for the first like three months of my concussions was chicken pot pies, frozen pizzas. And like, occasionally I could like drink protein shakes, but like, other than that, I like couldn't get anything into my mouth without wanting to throw up. And so that, you know, that could have been anxiety related or medicine related or anything really, but it just really put, you know, all of that really, I struggled with that because I never struggled with mental health issues before. And so that was really jarring to all of a sudden have these like panic attacks all the time and like debilitating depression and terrible PTSD like triggers. Um, wow. It's amazing how many different parts of you, a brain injury can affect. I yes. had no idea that it was so far reaching. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And I really, I really wish I did because, because it, it just like every little thing that continued to happen. I was like, wow, this is also like everything that happened. I was like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, it's related back to these concussions. Like they really, truly shifted every part of my life. Wow. Um, and obviously I wasn't allowed to do a lot of physical activity for a while, Um, I moved to Michigan to do my PhD. Um, I wasn't allowed to work in the classrooms anymore. So I was like, I have to find something else to do since that was my original plan with my master's. And so I decided PhD so I can teach teachers to do what I love to do since I Mm -hmm. can't really do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so here I actually got set up with a great team of doctors. Um, I have a concussion specialist and my primary care is incredible. And I have a really great therapist right now. And my primary care and my concussion doctor work to get me into physical therapy and to occupational therapy and to speech therapy. And they got me off all of the medicines that were causing issues. Wow. Um, And I think they really, I think the difference was they really were attacking how we can stop the sim, like fix the symptoms instead Mm -hmm. of managing them on top. You know, they kind of worked from the bottom and they were like, it's going to take longer, but it's going to fix them more long-term. Get to the root of it instead of putting a bandaid on it. Right. And so I went from a constant headache down to, I maybe have two a week now. And some people would say two headaches a week, like that's crazy, but coming from having them constantly, it's a huge improvement. Um, I got in with a really great 
vision specialist that helped with, you know, I got new glasses and all helped with my balance and I'm not falling downstairs anymore. And so just kind of chipping away at those like everyday activities Mm -hmm. started to make me feel like I could increase my exercise and other, other kinds of activity. And so that was one of my main goals of physical therapy was to get my pain levels down and get my balance and things back together and my coordination so that I was able to safely exercise. And so, Mm -hmm. um, then once I felt like my symptoms were under control and I was set up with a therapist and I was getting into a good headspace, then I started talking to my doctors about like, I need to do something about all this weight that I've put on. I don't feel good. Yeah. You know, I wake up every day, like feeling like crap because I'm not treating my body well. And so she worked really well with me to, you know, we started out with a few, you know, I went to a dietitian that ultimately did not work out. Um, I, you know, kind of told her I need to lose this weight. I need to, you know, get to a healthier, healthier lifestyle. I mean, at this point, I was on blood pressure medication, like I said, and was, you know, at risk for diabetes. And so I just told her those things. And she's, she basically said that, um, we couldn't work together because our, our values don't really align. She didn't support active weight loss. And Mm so, um, and at that point I truly needed, needed active weight loss. It was not, my body was not healthy. Yeah. And I want to say something about that real quick, because, um, I hear that a lot in my industry. It's almost like there are the diet industry people and there are the anti-diet people. And it's not, it doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yes, on the far end of the diet industry, you're getting negative messages about you need to be skinny and, you know, you need to look a certain way and, you know, they're just trying to make you feel bad so that you'll buy their product. But then you have the far other end where people are saying, you know, talking about losing weight is damaging you know, it's, it's traumatic to people and you're telling them they're not good enough and, you know, no one should be dieting. And really we need to be somewhere in between. No, we don't need to diet because we need to look a certain way or because we need to be skinny. Yes, we do need to eat healthy. And if you're carrying too much excess weight, it's going to cause issues down the road, you know, type two diabetes and heart disease and things like that. So it's not losing weight from shame or to be a certain ideal. It's losing weight. Like you said, to have a healthy lifestyle and to be healthy and it's okay to want to look good. It's great. It's, we all want to look our best. We all want to feel confident. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose some weight because you don't like how it looks. As long as, you know, the energy that's behind it is also, I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to move through the world in a comfortable way and not be weighted down all the time. And I don't want to develop these diseases later on. And and that is the exact headspace that you were in. So right. you were asking for something that you really did need and being turned away by someone who had this other notion in her mind that trying to actively lose weight is a bad thing. Right. Yeah. And, and 
you know, if, if it weren't for my, my doctor, I mean, she's incredible and she listens to all my concerns. And, and I told her, I was like, this is what happened and I'm not ready to give up, but it does feel like just another roadblock. Like, is there going to be anyone that's going to be able to help me? Mm-hmm. Um, she actually sent me, she referred me to a weight loss clinic that I was a little skeptical at first, but they actually really were incredible. They changed my diet and I was eating more. I mean, I'm eating more now than I ever did before. Just I'm eating so much food that I'm on their diet and it truly feels like a lifestyle change. Like I'm not tracking my food anymore. I'm just eating what eating better quality and not just having, um, what was it you said? Frozen pizzas and uh, pizzas and chicken pot pies. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so that really helped me. I'm now down about 35, a little over 35 pounds. Good for Um, you. the, The one thing that's still a big, big, big struggle is exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, and I feel like it's kind of twofold. Like I have these actual physical challenges, but then I also have mental challenges that come with exercise, like physically what I can and can't do. Right. And it's really inconsistent. Some days I go to the gym and I walk for two minutes and I'm like feeling dizzy and I need to sit down mm-hmm. or, and some days I can go and run a mile and lift a lot of weights and do jumping jacks and I'm fine. And so you know, I've learned really to listen to my body and listen to my brain and, and stop when I need to stop, but keep going when I feel like I can push myself. But then also these, like this anxiety and the depression and things like when I'm at the gym, I feel like people are watching me and they're like, Oh, that, you know, seemingly able bodied young girl is taking a break after two minutes on the treadmill, you know, and that people are judging me or that Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough in there. And those kind of things. Yeah. And I think we, we all struggle with that, you know, regardless of your mental health, it's kind of a natural thing to, you know, just be anxious about who's watching me. How do I look? What are they thinking? You know, how am I performing? (laughs) What are people, you know, judging about that? Right. And I think, you know, I I'm getting a little bit better every day. It's warm out. So I'm doing a lot of walking outside and, and I'm kind of learning that, I just have to do, you know, some movement is better than none. And I just have to, you know, do what I can every day. And I guess my overall message is that like everyone's on their own journey and, you know, not everyone has a head injury, but people have other things going on and to listen to my body, listen to your body and to not let, you know, what you think other people are thinking, because they probably aren't even thinking that. No, they're not. to like deter you from living, you know, the lifestyle that you want to live. And so, you know, I may not be able to run, you know, run a whole mile every day, but I am able to get up and move my body a little bit more every day and continue to monitor my symptoms and feel better. Yeah. Uh, You're just that you have such a strong inspirational spirit because a lot of people that had gone through, if they had gone through what you have, it would be, just be so easy to give up and just sit on the couch and, you know, but you have, you're going back to school so that you can do a career that you love. You didn't give up when you weren't getting the healthcare that you needed and you kept looking for something else out there that was going to help you. And even with 
having head, I mean, if I had a headache two days a week, it would really deter me probably from wanting to go work out at the gym or cook or whatever, you know, so you're putting up with, um, a lot that, that could really other people in that circumstance could give up and you haven't given up at all. And it sounds like you're just killing it and you're moving forward and you're just, you're getting better and better and better. And I just think that's really amazing. And I just really commend you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's definitely been difficult and there are days, I mean, I think there are periods of time where I probably did give up a little bit, but you know, I think it's important and to continue to advocate for yourself. And I think I learned that because I try to teach my students to advocate for themselves and the parents I work with to advocate for their family. And I just kind of was like, you need to take your own advice. You need to advocate for yourself to your medical professionals and you need to continue to find ways that are gonna make it work. And you can't give up because you tell everybody else not to. So taking my own own advice. Yes, well, thank you. That is such an excellent message. I love it. I, I just love everything you had to say and your spirit is just so uplifting and, and joyful. So I know that all my listeners are going to be feeling that energy and taking that in and then using it and applying it to their lives. So Holly, I thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you here next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored that you've chosen to spend your time with me and allowed me to be part of your journey. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you think would benefit. I'll see you soon.